Welcome, everyone, to the playoff edition of the Talking Ball Y'all Picking Post Game Podcast. I'm David Burnett, joined by Slick, following a 24-9 victory over Laurel. Ty will move on to the second round of the playoffs and face Wayne County here at Picayune. So, Slick, what a performance from the defense tonight. We're just going to start with them because I think those guys really deserve the credit tonight. They they were after Laurel all night and really didn't allow but maybe one, two big plays. No, you're, really, you, you're exactly right there. I mean, this is a team that we knew they were coming in. Uh, without probably their best player on offense, and that's Javante Caldwell. And, you know, Kobe Pierce, the backup, he came in and he was airing it out, you know, from the get-go. Um, I thought that that maybe was not the best thing for them to do tonight, um, but they obviously felt pretty confident in doing that. And, you know, Coach Ernest talked a little bit when we interviewed him this week. Uh, he's made several comments about his his offensive line's ability to pass, pass block. And, uh, you know, you got a, a Danny Dozen on one side, you got a Memphis commit on the other. And I thought those guys did pretty well. Um, they were able to to hold up enough to be able to let him throw those short passes. But man, this defense, when they got going, man, they were incredible. You know, four INTs as a group. Um, Hickman had an interception. McGee had one. Amarion had two to go along with his ten tackles, a pass breakup, and a couple of quarterback hurries. I thought that he and Nathan Hickman played incredibly well tonight uh, at the linebacker positions. I think they were getting really good drops in the coverages, really uh, influencing uh, some of those slant routes. And we were not in press coverage and they were wanting to come across the middle. They were helping out with that. And overall, man, you can't ask for a whole lot more from this defense, uh, giving up nine points against a really good football team. Yeah, if you go back and look at some of the games Laurel's played this year, Slick, they scored a lot of points on a lot of teams. and. Uh, Todd came in and held them to nine points. It's just a credit to the uh, preparation from the guys on the defense and the coaches. And I interviewed Amarion and Hickman, the both linebackers, and they both talked about preparation. You, you're going to hear um, Amarion talk about mental reps, and you you brought that up. Like he was out here visualizing before the game in his mind what he was expecting to see, and that just comes from preparing by him and uh Hickman also brought up film and I, I think they slick I think last week's performance they wanted to prove something. I think it left a bad taste in their mouth. They gave up forty two points to Gaucher. They had been averaging defense was averaging around seven points a game going into that game. And I think it really, really turned them up a notch and I, they were really, really fired up. No, there, there's there's no doubt, man. I mean and as you mentioned, this is an offense that statistically uh, they were the, the most productive offense in their district. They were giving up around, uh, scoring around 31 points a game. So they came in uh, as a high-powered offense. And even without Caldwell, as we mentioned, I mean, they had a lot of good weapons around them tonight. And uh, we were able to do a, just a solid job, man, all around. Yeah, great job from the defense. And we're going to move on to the offense real quick and uh, give some stats. I'm going to give the stats real quick. I think we ended up with what um – uh, close to 300 yards rushing slick uh, overall as a team. It didn't seem like we had that many yards. Um, if you watched the game, you would have been like, no way you would have thought of it. But we had Dante, Chris, and Darnell each had a pretty long run. Dante was the bell cow tonight as far as carry-wise. He had 23 carries, 96 yards, and one touchdown. Chris, Chris Davis only had six rushes for 60 yards. Um, Darnell had 10 rushes for 112 yards, and 
Brady had the one 14-yard, I believe it was, slick, to uh, Josiah in the end zone for a touchdown right before the first half. And we were talking before we started the podcast, slick, and 23 carries, that might that's one of the highest carries totals for Dante all season. Um, we've done a very good job this season of letting him get his carries in early on. And we've hot caught so many teams, so he's had he hasn't played a lot of second halves, and he's actually missed a game uh, resting. So going into the playoffs, you got to think they were fresh. But only concern with that is Dante's had a few like ankle issues there after East Central game that's kind of slowed him down and hindered him. Darnell missed some time early on. Darrell came back, and that was a big, big help right there having Darrell in that wingback spot. And uh, Darrell had two, only two carries tonight for 16 yards. But, man, what the way these games are going to be, Slate, do you think there's any concern with the fact that the three backs that we mainly start with have kind of been hampered a little bit? I mean, you always want to make sure you're getting your reps in and, and you're looking like you're in, uh, you know, postseason form when you get to the postseason. I think the good news is, is, is we're healthy and you know 41 he leads the way for us at fullback and he led the way tonight you know 10 10 rushes for 112 yards and a touchdown and um you know as a as a offensive group you know we were we averaged on the night i think somewhere around six yards per carry uh dante's numbers as you mentioned 23 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown you know his, his per carry was around four yards but you know this this offense faced down a a, a ten man front. I mean they were sold out to stop the run, and I don't think we talk about that enough and give Dante enough credit for what he does. I mean basically his twenty three carries, Dave. It's kind of death by twenty three cuts is what he did. I mean he was able to wear down the defense to the point, and, and also he opened up things because you can't come back and trap. Uh, with Darnell if you don't have aggressive movement on that defensive front so he opened things up for him and I think that our offensive play um, plan to come into this tonight was you know there's probably some things that we could have done um, a little bit more on offense um, but we we didn't really have to we didn't use those things and I think at this point in the season the the, the least amount of things you could put on film the better um, I love the, the the throw that that Brady had you know, really executed the the offense, ran three plays to get into the end zone with under a minute left in the second quarter. And it ended with, you know, I thought Ty Warren was going to get the ball. He's in single coverage. He runs a deep post route and then clears everything out. And you got uh, Josiah Conti coming underneath. So that was a very good play call. Probably could have dialed up some more things like that if we needed to. But, you know, again, we got away with a win, rode the defense and uh, let them, you know, do, do their thing tonight. And offense did enough to get it done as well. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. I guess we always talk about some people are spoiled, and I think last year and this year and a lot of games, you know, you just said six yard, around six yards of carry, and I'm over here thinking at first glance, we didn't do very well, but we actually did pretty well blocking against what Coach Stogner mentioned after the game, the biggest D-line they've seen all year, and they were big, and Laura always has big guys, and – I think it's a credit to the offensive line. They hung in there. Um, yeah, we, we, we didn't win every battle, but in a, in a game like this, you just need to win more battles than you lose. And especially with the defense playing like it's playing, um, you can you can afford to uh, have some drives where you don't, you know, that aren't so successful. 
but you just don't want the negative plays. And that kind of killed us in the first half. I thought we were making some really, really bonehead mistakes in the first half that kind of killed some drives that I thought we were trying to get. We were really, really starting to move the ball. And then you had the uh, pitch or whatever it was by Brady that kind of we lost a lot of yards after a, I thought we had a really good drive started. We had a good play, and then you come back and have something like that, and it just seemed like some plays that you would see early on in the season. I know the coaching staff's going to get together, and they're really going to clean that up. I, there's no doubt, and uh, that we, I thought we came out prepared to play. You know, um, I, I told you at halftime, slick. It was intense, it, and it was. It was intense, and I think I expect every playoff game to be intense like that. And I think we're going to play Wayne County here next week. I think they pretty much beat uh, – well, it'll, it'll be West Jones, yes. I mean, so West Jones, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's one of the games that's went final. Um, West Jones, uh, from what we see here, ended up taking care of the Hornets 38 to nothing. Um, right now in the fourth quarter, uh, Van Cleve leads Hattiesburg uh, 35 to 27. And uh, Gaucher all over Wayne County right now 38-13. So we may be uh, undefeated in our district, man, uh, in the first round. Oh, no, East is, Central's going to lose. Oh, sorry, yeah, East Central's going to lose that one. But other than that, I mean, you know, Van Cleve looks like they might pull one off. It's still a close game, but we took care of our business and, uh, and, and Gaucher did as well. So um, our region represented well in the first round. Yeah, and you talked about it at halftime where uh, it's kind of pretty – you kind of know what you're going to get during the during the season when you get in the playoffs. It's kind of like, you know, we could go four and zero or one and three or two and two. So uh, it looks like we're going to play uh, West Jones, and we've had some great matchups here against West Jones here and there in the playoffs. So I expect a great game from West Jones, and we'll we'll dive more deep into West Jones this week as we prepare for that game. So like any final thoughts from this game to anybody that stood out? I mean, I know you mentioned Amarion, you mentioned Hickman, and both of those guys um, played extremely well. And uh, Demarius McGee had a great interception. He he just seems like he, he, he plays really well back there in that back half of the secondary. And uh, I mean, if there's anybody else you, you can remember, like right off the top of your head that we haven't been talking about that maybe stood out tonight? I know. I mean, I think it was fun to watch, uh, you know, when you got two D1, big-time D1 guys matching up on one another. And um, Malik Ellis is the guy that we mentioned. He's the Danny Dozen uh, guy that is committed to Mississippi State. Um, he matched up with Waller all night. I thought Waller played very, very well uh, against him. And I thought JB did good on the other side with uh, Malachi Breland. I mean, this kid's 6'5", 330, and I thought JB played well. I mean, they were throwing some short passes, and those guys didn't have to block them too long. But anytime they had to hold on to them for too long, both of those guys were beating their man and getting back there. So I thought they played exceptional on those ends tonight. Yeah, I thought the ends played well, and I thought Xavion Coleman played extremely well, and Big Mike. He was getting back there a good bit early on in the game, and uh, Mike Mike had a really good uh, – I thought he had a really good first half um, showing up in the backfield a good bit. And it seemed like we were trying to, you know, keep our ends at home to keep the quarterback from running. I don't think uh, – I think that was the game plan, which allowed our uh, linebackers up the middle to kind of play really, really fast and aggressive in the middle of the field. And that helps when you got big guys like Mike and uh, uh, Zay. I mean, really, really giving a lot of push in the middle of that line. And I mean, we didn't hear from uh, Chris Davis or Naki, and that's a good thing. When you don't hear from your corners over there, they probably did their job tonight. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. I thought that overall, man. You know, you look at this this team, and you know, we're going into the second round, and 
it seems like we're mostly healthy. Um, that's good. It was good to see uh, McGill back on the field tonight too. I mean, we, you know, we're going to be a little a little dinged up, uh, you know, nicks and bruises here and there, but we're we're pretty much healthy uh, coming into the second round, and that's all you can ask for. And I thought our conditioning. Um, really factored in tonight too. I thought we looked like the more conditioned team tonight. I think there were times when that offensive and, de and defensive front got a little tired for Laurel, but um, those guys played hard. They're coached well. We we expected them to come in and and do what they did, man. Um, be a tough team, and and that's what you hang your hat on tonight. You beat a really good football team um, to advance a team that everybody thought preseason would be a rematch for South State. You got them in the first round, and you took care of business. So. Um, you know, 0-0 oh oh again next week, right? So we got to move on and get ready for West Jones. But um, overall, man, the kids have to be pleased and the coaches too. Yeah, and on the offensive side, Slick, I mean, before we wrap this up, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, our boy Peyton Wells who did a broadcast with uh, Clay early on. He's he's kind of battling some uh, knee problems, uh, and he's stuck in there. It's playoff time, so you know these guys, he's a senior, and he's going to go down fighting. So uh, great job by uh, Peyton Wells tonight. I mean, he's really, he's really the glue that kind of has stuck with this offensive line and kept them together. He's the one that, if there's anything going on in that offensive line, um, he knows where everyone should be and who they should block. And uh, along with Gage uh, Thibodeau, who's a senior, so those two guys really, really hold that deep offensive line together and keep the younger guys, um, Brendan and. Um, Donnell's not – he's a junior, but uh, this is his first year starting. So those guys that have filled in for Isaiah Evans and uh, Pascal from last year, you know, they keep them straight and keep them uh, knowing what to do. So I want to wish Peyton uh, – I'm glad he just was able to hang in there tonight and uh, keep keep it going. Um, so that, like I said, that's going to do it 24-9 to 9 over Laurel. We're going to play – Go ahead. Oh, sorry, Slick. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say um, I'd be remiss, man, if I didn't mention, you know, um, we've moved on. Um, another Pearl County uh, team in Poplarville. Yeah. Uh, they took care of business tonight, man. And uh, my good buddy and a great guy, great coach, man, John Feaster. Um, it looks like they, they pulled off a 17-16 game in overtime. So uh, they're moving on too, man. John was a great player here. So oh, yeah. love love to see Pearl River County and the guys that's played through these programs in here uh, that are now coaches doing well. So uh, good night for Pearl River County. Yeah, great night for Pearl River County. And uh, always, I mean, I hope, Popperville, I hope we can play again with Popperville at state championship. We both are lucky enough to uh, get there. Um, still got a long ways to go um, as we – only into the first round, through the first round, into the second round. And so if you haven't been listening to our broadcast, get on that MixLR app. Search Picayune. Go to Clay's Facebook page. Go to my Twitter page. Go to Clay's Twitter page. There's plenty of links out there where you can click it. If you want to go back and listen to this broadcast or the thriller from last week, Gaucher, it's right there on the show reel. Go click it. Go listen to uh, Clay Sweet, the voice of the uh, Maroon Tie for the Talking Ball Y'all Media Group, along with Slick, his uh, color analyst, and Darren Uzel, who does some stuff at uh, um, pregame, and also with me and Slick at the halftime, where we kind of discuss and he kind of gives his Darren gives his thoughts on what the coaches might be thinking or what they're going to do, and um, it's always a great job by those guys on the broadcast every Friday night, and uh, that's going to do it. Lee Triplet Field. 24-9 victory over a really good Laurel team, and we're going to play West Jones this Friday 
here at Lee Triplet. So I, I want to say thanks for everyone who listens to the podcast and the games on the broadcast through MixLR. Um, tell everyone, roll tide. Roll tide. Ready for faster internet and better service? Of course you are. And that's exactly what you'll get with Coast Connect. Coast Connect gives you blazing speed for faster downloads, streaming video, gaming, or working from home. And it's backed by top shelf service from local people you know and trust. Why wait? Get the speed you need with the service you deserve. Sign up today at coastconnect.com. Coast Connect, powered by Coast Electric. All right, I'm here with uh, linebacker Nathan Hickman following a 24-9 victory over Laurel. Hickman, man, they were able to let y'all loose tonight. You got an interception, a couple good tackles in the backfield. Uh, How does it feel tonight? Uh, Definitely coming off that, uh, it was a struggle last week, and coming off that and being able to do a lot better uh, just in the passing situations, uh, it was great. It was honestly, it was was really good. Um, Knowing that we, like, we just had a bad week last week and came back stronger this week. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up, uh, Nathan. I was going to talk about it. Y'all played on defense like y'all were really pissed off. I use the word pissed off about last week's performance. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. It, w- it was atrocious, honestly. Uh, everybody watching film after um, just getting our tails yelled at. And it, it, everybody was pissed that uh, we let that many – points be scored on us so we had to come back better and stronger and we did yeah y'all did a great job hickman we got second round we get it again right here that's next right Friday. that's right that's right round two baby all right thanks yeah thanks bank with your hometown bank fnb picune bank with four branches in picune a branch in poplarville and wiggins and soon to have a branch in the keel The name has changed, but the employees continue to be the same friendly faces, offering you the same great service. So do your banking with your hometown bank. All right, I'm here with junior linebacker Marion Tyson following the 24-9 victory over Laurel. Marion, man, big night. I see you holding the belt. Yeah, yeah, it feels good holding the belt. I never thought I was going to get interceptions, but Coach told us since last week we had a bad game, told me to get my drops, so I've been getting my drops. And got two picks. Yeah, it seemed like we did a very good job of defending the pass tonight, Amarion. You were kind of setting back. A lot of times we were sending you, but you were able to set back and catch him underneath routes. Um, what was you seeing there? Was that preparation from this week? Uh, I, I've been watching film, so I've been seeing a lot. And so I knew what they were going to run. Like I said earlier, before the game, I've been out here visualizing what they're going to run and everything, just making myself better, helping the team out. Yeah, good job. You, I mean, man, you was you had that hit stick on them kickoff returns tonight, man. I don't know what they was doing, but it must be them uh, gloves you picked up this week. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. nah. All right, man. Hey, Marion, congrats on the uh, great game by you and the rest of the Tide. And uh, guess what? We're moving on to the second round. Second round, we coming. We coming. Hey everybody, have you heard about the new restaurant in town, Brickside Coffee Cafe? Stop by and get a cup of your favorite coffee, made by one of our great baristas, and have some of our yummy breakfast, lunch or dinner, pancakes, bacon and eggs, the hamburgers, spaghetti and meatballs, mac and cheese, redfish tacos, and so much more. Don't forget the Brownie Alamo. Check us out on Facebook, order online, stop by the drive-thru, or come on in and stay a while. 
That's Creekside Coffee Cafe. We'll make you happy. All right, I'm here with head coach Cody Steiner following 24-9 victory over Laurel. Coach, hard-fall game, and you knew it was going to be that type of game against Laurel. We talked about it. We, we always seem to face them in the playoffs. Would you expect nothing less between the Picky and Laurel game? I mean, that's dating back from when I was in high school over 20 years ago, you know. They've just got great athletes, big old dudes, man, and, and well-coached, well-coached. And But, you know, we know it was going to be a fight. You, you can't look at records this time of the year. It's playoff football, everything's – you know, you're not guaranteed next week, so you're going to get everybody's best shot. They got our best shot, and we were able to come out on top tonight. Yeah, that defense, we came away with four interceptions tonight. I think a fumble recovery on the kickoff um, and on special teams. So we really were able to get the force of turnovers. That was the one thing early on in the season. I said, man, if we could just start forcing turnovers. Man, what tonight, what a great job out of defense. They stayed locked in all week, and we're prepared. You know, the coach, the, every coach on this staff has done a great job of getting these guys prepared and been as successful as you can now. Now we got to do a better job of capitalizing on a lot of those turnovers. You know, defense bailed us out. So, but look, that was a good team. You know, they were tough. They were, I mean, you talk about up front, that's probably one of the biggest defensive lines we faced all year. They had a good game plan for us. We were able to get some things going. We did some bonehead mistakes as well. But the good news is we get to be back in the, back on this field Monday afternoon getting better. You talk about preparation. One quick note, Coach. Talked to Marion. That's the only one I've interviewed so far. And I said, what would you see? He said, man, I've been watching film. Every time I talk, you may not get them on a podcast, but a lot of your guys watch a lot of film on their you, own. You can go on, fr on Friday mornings. If you can go in there where we look at it, we can see how many hours of film time they put in now. Of course, people like my wife get upset because we'll be watching it in class. But you know what? you got guys that are watching two, three, four hours of film a week. And that's just that's just them being locked into what we're doing and understanding what the ultimate prize is. And, and really, the ultimate prize is just winning week by week. Yep. Coach, good job. Congrats. Uh, we'll be here for uh, second round of the playoffs uh, next Friday. Absolutely. Roll Tide.